0: We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International Podcast. We as a family are praying for you, and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We are more than blessed once again to be found in His presence. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we'll forever thank and bless your holy name. There is none like you, there is none besides you. Once again, your children, washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus, we humbly come to you. We ask for your blessing, O Lord, upon all that we do. Spirit of the living God, prepare our hearts, O Lord. Spirit of the living God, fill our homes, fill our hearts, O Lord. Spirit of the living God, instruct us, O Lord. There is something recorded, O Lord, in the book of Proverbs, that instruction, instruction, instruction. Instruct us, O Lord, instruct us in the path of righteousness. We open our hearts, we open our lives, that of our loved ones, all that pertains to us, for you to speak into our life and instruct us. Father, I pray, O Lord, for receptivity. I also pray, O Lord, for understanding, O Lord. Father, I pray that as I stand and your children, O Lord, are hearing me from wherever they are, grant me clarity of speech and let it be, O Lord, you that they hear. Let me diminish. And let Christ increase in the name of Jesus. These holy ones that I've gathered here in you, I've gathered because of you and not because of me. So therefore, take all the praise, be magnified in our lives, everywhere. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Now, for some time now, we've been studying about learning from Jesus. Then the Lord took us through a season where satanic things we were to be aware of satanic things and our way best out. Amen. Today I will talk more. One of the sure ways of cultivating the presence of God. A godly exercise that we can all do. Then Last week or last two weeks, we started dealing about um, certain things. God grant me the wisdom that we should have a book review. One of the best that we could share. And you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 4, that there is the manifold grace of God. The manifold grace of God means that the grace of God has many folds. Many, many, many folds. And all of us have been graced. So, certain of us were selected, and certain books have been selected. Today, I just want to talk about um, a book that I was introduced to, Glory Be to God. That really changed my life. Amen. The subject of the book was remembrance, or the subject of the book is remembrance. Glory Be to God, and nature of God, and nature of God. Now, well, let me just say this. You know, Jesus Christ made certain statements. One may ask, do we have to read our Bibles or do we have to read certain books? Yes, because in Exodus chapter 17, God instructed Moses that this experience that you have been through, the Bible says when they were traveling, the great Exodus, when they were coming out of Egypt, suddenly the Amalekite." attacked them. And the Bible says that the battle was strong, but the children of God prevailed. Then God instructed him to write it in a book and rehearse it, rehearse it, rehearse it, rehearse it, rehearse it. Glory be to God. And also, in the time of Jesus, there were certain things that happened Many years ago, about BC, for BC 1,400 years ago, but Jesus made reference to it. And how would Jesus also make reference to it? And even in Jesus' teachings, he mentions people like Moses. He mentions people like David and says that having to read what David did, meaning that Jesus was dealing with an audience that read, audience that know about history, audience that learn from books. Is somebody hearing me? One of the greatest or the places that really, really moves me. Jesus makes a very simple sentence here. In Luke chapter 17 verse 32. But starting from probably verse 31 thereabout, You will notice that Jesus was talking about a second coming. And why none of us shouldn't look back. Then he mentioned; he makes this statement. Remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife to your audience, meaning that everyone in the assembly of God this time should know about Lot and should know about Lot's wife and should know about what happened to them and their family. Otherwise, Jesus will not make that statement. And if we are to learn from Jesus, how come something that happened BC about BC thousand four hundred? Yes. And Jesus, A.D., 15 A.D., okay, this time might be about um, A.D., he died, A.D. 29, so this might be probably around A.D. 28, A.D. 27, thereabout, that he was teaching and he made reference of this, meaning a good, 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 good thousand, thousands of years ago. Glory be to God. And it's a lesson to you and I. Let me read. He says, in that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his staff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him not likewise, let, let him likewise not return back. Verse 32, remember Lord's wife. Remember, lost so wife, then he puts there that there is something about remembrance. There is something about remembrance. There are great, 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 great lessons about remembrance. And here today, one of our greatest or one of my greatest changes in life that has made me keep every relationship that I've had from childhood is the ability to remember. Glory be to God. And it's actually a nature of God. It's a godly act. Let me just say this. You know, Jesus was asked in Luke chapter 10, what is the greatest commandment? And he says the greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your might, and to love your neighbor as yourself. He says these are the greatest in the sight of God. Are you there with me? So, the way we relate with people, if only we don't forget, no relationship will be broken. If only we don't forget, if only we don't forget so much that the Holy Spirit even helps us to remember. So much that in the time of the communion, we've been told to be taking communion offence. And one of the instructions about the communion is to remember Jesus. Remember Jesus. Remember Jesus. Before we take off, saying this and this and this saved us. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody understanding me? First, I just want to say this. The remembrance is an act of God. It's a godly exercise because God himself remembers. And if it's a godly exercise, the Bible instructs us in 1 Timothy chapter 8 that bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Having this promise of ha- having promise of life now and and of that which is to come. Hallelujah. It's a godly exercise. Anytime that you see an attribute of God, are you there with me? And you begin to practice it. You begin to do it. You begin to make it your own. What is happening is it's a godly exercise. It brings the presence of God in every endeavor. Are you there with me? And if God be with us, then who can be against us? And even as you have studied about demonic regions and demonic interference, just imagine you are carrying his presence through godly exercise, through the ability to remember. There are a lot of godly things. Amen. But let me just start with this point, that God remembers. God has a nature of remembrance, and even the Holy Spirit helps us to remember. Is somebody hearing me? And I will say a lot about what Jesus said about remembrance or our ability to remember. There were times I said, don't you remember what I did With the two loaves. What I did with the five pieces of loaves. What I did, are you there with me? Meaning, his surroundings there, the people there, were not supposed to forget. Glory be to God. The first verse that I want to read about the nature of God and God's ability to remember, I'll just take two because there are so many in the Bible. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 8, verse 1, and God remembered, and God remembered Noah, and God remembered Noah, not only Noah, and every living thing, and all the cattle that were with him in the ark. And God made a wing pass over the earth, and the water a surge, the water as said the water as said, meaning that that happened because God remembered. If God has not remembered, Noah and the animals and the ark will still be afloat. May God remember you today in the name of Jesus. The Bible talk about Hannah in need of a child. In need of a child. Went to church and was praying, 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 praying. And the man of God said, to her, that God has answered your prayer. And Anna believed, went home. The Bible says that whilst Anna was doing her duty with Akana, her husband, God remembered and she conceived. Is somebody hearing me? May God remember you in the name of Jesus. In Ezra, Chapter 2, verse 24, the Bible says that the children of God, the Israelites, were in difficulty. So much that they were groaning. Life was hard. Life was difficult. Then the cry from them went to the presence of God. And the Bible says that God remembered his covenant. Let me read it. The Bible says, and God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Are you there with me? So something happened. Are you there with me? Something happened for God to remember. Something happened for God to remember. Even in prayer, we are being instructed that sometimes you have to put God to remembrance. You have to make certain references. We all know of this popular story in the Bible of Hezekiah that was told that you have only this To live. And the Bible says he turned his face to the wall and began to remind God the things that he has done for him. Glory be to God. Now, in Isaiah chapter 43, 25 to 26, the Bible says, God says, I, even I, am he that brought out thy transgression for my own sake, and will remember, and will not remember thy sins. Are you there with me? Verse twenty-six says, "Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified." Meaning that sometimes, in times of prayer, or there are certain times of prayer, certain times in praying or relating with God, that is like a courtroom. Experience Because he says, put me, take cases, bring cases to me. God, do you remember how you healed Ezekiah? God, do you remember how you made the storm cease? Do you remember how you multiplied? Are you there with me? You put God to remembrance in pleading your case. Are you there with me? Put him to remembrance. Be as a judge and a solicitor. Present cases. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody being blessed. So here, you will see that all these verses of Scripture point to the fact, the importance of remembrance or the ability to remember. Are you there with me? Now, I'm going to read a few verses of Scriptures starting from the Exodus when they left Egypt. And when they left Egypt, it's just like We becoming born again, coming from the world and becoming born again. One of the things that they were told in Deuteronomy chapter 28, he gave them a number of instructions. And sometimes you will see clearly that the instructions that were given, he wouldn't use the word remember, but he would use the word do not forget, which is the same, do not forget, meaning that in Christianity and with our walk with God, there are certain things you shouldn't forget. And if every one of us is able to govern his life with this attribute, I tell you, this world will be a better place. There wouldn't be any divorce. There wouldn't be any pain. There wouldn't be any misunderstanding in any home. If there is, it wouldn't last long. And Satan will not have his free way Because a lot of us, many of us, the situation in which we are in, we have created strife. And the Bible tells us that we should cease from strife because in times of strife, every evil work as if we, we open the door for Satan to come and afflict us. But if only we'll remember. If only we'll remember the good times. If only we'll remember when we first met. If only we remember. If only we'll remember. Because many of us forget. Many of us forget. And may God help us. I see a change coming to the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, and I'm going to read 1 to 3, then we jump to 18, then we come back again to 11 and read to 14. Glory be to God. In just Deuteronomy chapter 8, listen to the instructions that God is giving you and I. The Bible says that all the commandments, verse 1 says, all the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe, that ye may live and multiply. And go in and possess the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers. They found out that God had a wonderful plan for them. Wonderful plan. It has already been prophesied. And all that they had to do was to walk in that plan, the commandments, do what they have to do, and the sky will be the limits. The Bible goes on in verse 2 to say that, And thou shalt remember the way which the Lord thy God led thee, these 40 years in the wilderness. Meaning that the part in which life took them. It took them for a purpose. And also for them not to forget. Also not to forget. Many, 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 many times. Children of God. All of us, we forget. We forget the way that God has taken us. We forget the way that God has taken us. Where we got to this current place of peace. I read on. It says, These 40 years in the wilderness, to humble thee and to prove thee and to know what was in thine heart, whether thou would keep his commandment or no. Are you there? So the Bible says that the reason for the 40 years has been spelled out. The reason for the 40 years was one first. God wanted to humble them. They were so proud. They were disobedient. Are you there with me? And the Bible says that another, number two, was that also to prove them. God wanted to test them. God wanted to test Are you really? Can you bear my name? Are you really my children? Are you Christ-like? Are you there with me? Then the final thing is that to know what was in their heart. Are you there with me? Meaning that even God cannot trust us because people change to know what is in their heart. Are you there with me? whether they would keep his commandment or no. Then the Bible says, uh, And he humbled thee, verse and suffered thee to anger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that thy might know that man doeth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of the Lord, doeth man live. Meaning that, listen, it's not all about food. Make time for God. Make time, make time, make time for God. Verse 18, he repeats again. He says, let's jump to verse 18. He says, but thou shall remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers. Meaning that as they go on, things are going to change. There are going to be breakthroughs. But you have to remember God. You have to remember God. When there are changes, don't forget. When there are changes in circumstances, don't forget. In relationship, changes at school, changes in every area at work, do not forget. Do not forget. Do not forget. Do not forget. Now, he goes on to break it down. Let's go back again in 11 and read all through to 14 instead of remember. So you find out that this remembrance thing was repeated over and over and over. And I'll challenge you that just take the book of Deuteronomy. Are you there with me? And depending on the type of Bible that you have, just search the word remember. And you see the number of times that remember, God was telling them remember, remember, remember. This is when they came out of Egypt and this is their born again experience in between there and the, A spirit-filled life, the promised land. That is a spirit-filled life. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, 11 to 14, instead of remember, he says, do not forget. He said, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. That means that we can easily, easily, easily forget God. Easily forget God. Easily forget God. Then he goes on to say, in keeping his commandment, and his judgment, and his statues, which I commanded this day, lest when thou art eating and thou art full, and at full, and has built goodly houses and dwell therein, means that when life changed, when they were in Egypt, it was a struggle. But come to a point that you eat and you are full, that you are living in a goodly house, that all oh, there is peace all about, then you forget God who brought you. Out of that difficulty. And when thy heads and thy flock multiply, and thy silver and thy gold multiply, and all that thou hast multiplied. Meaning that, you see, God brings us from stage to stage. It's not overnight. But actually, if you walk with God, things will be better. Things will multiply. Whatever you lay your hands to do will be well. But there is a danger. The danger is your ability not to, or to forget. Are you hearing me? That is the danger. And God was warning them. The things will be well. You look at your cats and your heads. You look at everything that you have as multiplied. Life is good. Life is good. Life is good. At that time. At that time, don't forget God. And even don't forget where he brought you from. Is somebody hearing me? Then he goes on in verse 14. Then thy heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? So, here. He was spelling it out and so many other verses of scriptures that we are going to look into all in in this month or in a couple of um, weeks. Are you there? And this governance, this is what the Bible talks about, the government shall be concerning Jesus. This governance brings the presence of God. And with God, all things are possible. When you include God in every endeavor. These little, little things. Once I was, I learned about how to fight invisible battles. The invisible things that stop us. The invisible demonic realms that try to stop us. There are little, little things like joy. There are certain little, little things like righteousness. There are little, little things. And one of these is this. Because many times the enemy comes in because the presence is not there. But God Himself, His nature, Is that he remembers. He remembers. And if you are the type that remembers, you are cultivating the presence. You are cultivating the presence. Now, very quickly, as I bring this to an end, why remembrance? I'm going to give you ten reasons why remembrance is important. Why remembrance? Number one is the nature of God. Is the nature. We don't want to do anything that is not godly. And because it's the nature of God, we have to do it. So much as the Holy Spirit even helps us to remember. The Bible says, I'll give you two references. In John chapter 14, verse 26, the Bible says that, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and shall bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Are you there with me? So the Holy Spirit has this ministry. Are you there with me? Sometimes you'll be sitting there and you'll be bringing things to your remembrance. 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 Are you there with me? And what does it bring to your remembrance? Here specifically, it says that the things, the words of Jesus, the words of Jesus, it comes into our remembrance. It comes into our mind. The words of Jesus comes into our mind. Then also, you will find that not only that, in Matthew, the Bible says, even in a time of offering, in a time of sowing your seed, the Bible says that, therefore, if thou bring thy gift this is Matthew chapter 5 from 23 all through to 24. The Bible says, if thou bringest thy gift to the altar, and thou rememberest that thy brother has aught against thee, you, you have a problem with your brother. How would that enter into your mind? And I believe the spirit of the living God brings it into our mind. You have a problem with your brother. It will affect your offering. It will affect your harvest. It will affect the seeds that you are about to sow. He said, leave your gift before the altar. And go your way. First, reconcile with your brother. And come and offer your offering. Come and offer your offering. I mean, just think about it. How many of us? How many of us? We come to church. And we give offering fighting and have odds with our loved ones all around at our workplaces in our very home with our own children, with our neighbors. And we come and give an offering and dance knowing that the offering has been received. But here it tells us clearly that your offering is in suspense. Your offering is in suspense. Is somebody hearing me? Number two, remembrance makes us grateful to God. We have read so many verses of scriptures that God brought them and they should remember the way in which he took them. And also, you know, there are people that even do not thank God. So many breakthroughs, so many breakthroughs, but they forget when they were looking to have this new job when they were looking to go into marriage, when they there, certain prayers to climb the property ladder, to get particular things, to get this business running, to learn how to do this trade, to be a friend of this person. And when the breakthrough comes, these same people forget. These same people forget. And if we teach these things, the Bible tells us, In 1 Timothy chapter 4, Paul telling Timothy, a young preacher, that put put them to remembrance. Let the church remember these things. And if you do that, you'll be a good minister. I tell you, there wouldn't be any divorce. Many times when we met our loved ones, even the prayers and certain things, and that happened as the relationship was developing and how happy we were. The same people, something happens and they forget it all. They forget it all. They forget it all. Not even remembering the good times. Not even remembering when God gave them a breakthrough and when God answered their prayers. And they become dangerous in the sight of God. Because what happens is that they become ungrateful. That God, you've done nothing for me. So God said to them that they should always remember where they have come from, where they have come from. They couldn't even build houses. They couldn't even eat and they are full. They couldn't even break through. They should always remember. And remembrance makes you grateful. In the name of Jesus, I see you remembering. Remembering your parents. Remembering your brothers and your sisters, your loved ones, those that grew up with you those that you ate ate with whilst you were in college, whilst you were in the university, people that you met along the way, remember, remember them in the name of Jesus. Number three, remember makes us accommodate others. Remembrance makes us accommodate others. Some of us are highly, highly, highly dangerous. We forget where we have come from. And when people step on our toes, When certain things happen and now we are developed and we have become godly or even in our own way more than God, we hardly forgive. There are certain people that you cannot wrong them because they cannot comprehend that they have been at your level before. And listen to what the Bible says about others. It says, The greatest of all the commandments is to love God. The second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes ask yourself, ask yourself, ask yourself, this that I'm doing to this, my brother, will I want it to be done to me? This that I'm saying, these lies, these messages that I'm sending, is it true? Will I love it? What will happen to the relatives? Of those involved, there are certain things that it is tell it not, send it not. Because the people involved also have relations and they have loved ones. There are certain accidents, certain incidents that have been captured. Just imagine if you are related to those. What would you say? Is somebody hearing me? The ability to accommodate, have a big heart. Listen. In Deuteronomy chapter 16, 15, and I'm going to read 12 to 15 very quickly. It says, If thy brother, an Hebrew man or an Hebrew woman, be sold unto thee, so in those days they could buy slaves, they could buy servants. Are you there? They could buy men and women of their own kind. It's in the Bible. And serve thee six years. Then, In the seventh year, thou shalt let him go free from thee. Are you there if somebody has served you and is going? Don't just let him go. Even the world knows about this. That when we work, we work, we work. There is a pension. There is certain gratitude. There are certain things that are given unto us. Even the world. Are you there with me? And it is in the Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 15. Okay, verse 13 says that, and when thou send him, and then when thou sendeth him not free from thee, thou shalt not let him go away empty. After somebody has worked for you six years, on the seventh day, release him. But don't let him go empty. This is what you should do. Verse 40 says, thou shalt furnish him liberally out of thy flock and out of thy flock and out of thy winepress. And of wherewith the Lord has blessed thee, thou shalt give unto him. That means that. Be liberal unto him. Let him pick the best of the flock. Don't look for a broken leg, flock, one eye, chicken, and the, what you do not like and give it as a gift. But give your best because this person has served you with all his heart. And as a result, you have been blessed. And this is how you should send him up. for him to also go and start his business, for him to also go and start his ministry, for him to also go and start his business, God, that his family, just see them off nicely because God has blessed you. And do not send him off empty-handed. Verse 15 says that, and thou shalt remember, the reason why you should do that is that remember that thou was a bold man in the land of Egypt, you yourself. You yourself, you have come from somewhere. And if you remember when you weren't married, If you remember when you didn't have that child, when that husband was not there, how you were praying to God, that God, if only you give me a man, somebody to chat with. Recently I saw a program and this guy has got doors when he comes home. He's got doors positioned in certain places that he talks to. And sometimes we have humans, lively humans. But instead of thanking God, we say, oh, they are not this, they are not this. They are not this. They are not this. But when those children came into the earth, we lifted them up and we thanked God, and we we're so happy. That weekend, that first year, that second year, that seventh year, that fifteen year, we we're so happy. How come on the twenty third year something just little, and your heart will be so much broken that you will never forgive? But if you hear this message, I'm telling you today, I'm telling you today that God has put that nature in us. That when these things happen, remember, remember when you first lifted that child and thank God. Remember when you walk on the earth happy that you too you have found someone. Somebody has married you. Or you too you are being celebrated. Or you too you have friends and loved ones that care about you. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody being blessed? The Bible says that thou shall remember that you yourself you were a born man in Egypt and the Lord thy God redeemed thee. Therefore I command thee this thing today. was telling it. And if we do that, we accommodate others. Remember, pastors should remember church members. Remember who bought you your first iPad. Who bought you this? Who gave this gift to you? Later on, if the relationship, once it started, I remember dearly. I remember when we were putting carpets in our new place. And this carpet came in a big row. In a big row. And we, we're here, we painted the church, building the place of auditorium and that and that. Now we had to bring the carpet to the auditorium for the workmen to do. They wouldn't bring it from the roadside. And as we were coming this big row, we couldn't go up the stairs. And there was this sister. Something caught my attention and I just looked at her. The force, the force that she used. And I will never forget. I will never forget. The love for God. The love for God and the things of God. Are you there? So sometimes along the line, when things, when misunderstanding comes, and people fall away, ministers are to remember. Sometimes even church members, you have to remember. Sometimes somebody can stand there and say that we had the best retreat. This church is good. This is this. Powerful. But these same people, these same people later on, when the pastor does wrong or something happens in the church or you become prosperous and now this and that, you begin to find faults. There's a church that I know of that apparently when you make such comments, oh, this church is good. They record you and they put it down. And the pastor says Is did that. Got many years, he noticed that when people come and they are blessed, they sing differently. And when they are living too, they sing. But it shouldn't be so. The Bible tells us that even when somebody works, how much more we work for God. How much more we work for God. If he's telling the Israelites that if you, you you're a farmer, and somebody comes to work for you six years, or the seventh year, release him, and when he's going, be liberal. Be liberal and give him a platform to stand on. How much more the God, how much more the phone calls that you make, the prayers that you make as an intercessor. God will definitely reward you. Be steadfast. Do not be moved. Your labor would not be in vain. Your labor of love, as the Bible tells us in Hebrew. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? Let me give you another. You know, remembrance makes us help others. Remembrance makes us help others. Are you there with me? Mean, sometimes just sit back and allow the Holy Spirit begins to think. Are you there with me? Mean, begins to think about those. That the lifts that you got in your primary days, how you got to school and back, the friends that you walked on the streets, are you there with me? Where are they now? Probably a pound or so will be a blessing to them. A prayer or two will be a blessing to them. Christmas time, various things that have happened along the way. Let us not be people that forget, dangerous people that forget. When things are good, yes. But when things are bad, all the good is forgotten. Is somebody hearing me? And this brings the presence of God and it breaks the back of Satan. Finally, let me read this verse of scripture. You know, helping others. The Bible says, in the congregation of the saints, there will be foreigners. There will be foreigners." But when he said how you treat those that are not from you, the widows, the strangers. He also finished by making the same reference again, telling them that, remember that they were born men in Egypt. Let me read it very quickly. In Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 11, Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 11 and verse 12. It says, and when thou rejoice before the Lord, that means you have come to church, you are rejoicing before the Lord. How do you know his church? Because he says, at the place that I would choose, I would choose to put my name, Either that is the house of God. When you find the place that I choose to put your name. And when they are rejoicing before them, are you and your sons and your daughters and your men servants. That means that when we are coming to church, we have to come with our men servants, our children, our ma- anybody, All the people in our house should come with. He said the Levite within the gate. Then he says that the strangers. And he says, so when we come to church, there are strangers that comes into our midst. It's not only a family thing. And fatherless come into our midst. The widows also. Then he goes on to say, that are among you, in the place which the Lord thy God chose to put his name. Are you there, me? So when they are rejoicing in praise and worship time, rejoicing time, rejoicing time, all these people have gathered. Why? Because remember that thou was a bondman. Are you there, me? Sometime remember how somebody took you through Bible reading, how you built your faith, how you went upon retreat upon retreat how you broke free from certain cycle because somebody took you away and for about three days studied the word of God and singing, nothing else, for certain things to be lifted. Now you are walking in certain freedom. Now you understand God in a certain way. Remember, so if somebody cannot open, oh, Genesis, I can't find Genesis, do not laugh. Remember that you also started somewhere. Sometimes when certain faults are being rehearsed among us, Why did he do this? Remember that you have done even worse. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? This should govern our life. And I pray in the name of Jesus that God helps us. God helps us. The Bible tells us that remember those that have preached the word of God. Remember pastors. Paul says, that follow me even as I follow Christ. Be a follower of me even as I follow Christ. And remember the ordinances Remember the things that I have taught you. First Corinthians chapter 11. May God bless you and keep you till we meet again. I pronounce the blessing of God upon you. Let it be a good week. Let it be a blessed week. May you be separated. May you enjoy every hour, every minute of God. May this, O oh Lord, be a new a new thing that you have learned. Cultivate it and develop in it in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Have a good week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International Podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.